Today, I'm going to give you guys information that maybe you've never heard about before, such as like what exactly brand analytics and search query performance are covering and not covering and product opportunity explore and why there's so many different search volumes in Helium 10 and in Amazon and much, much more. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you browsing a Shopify, Walmart, Etsy, Alibaba, or Pinterest page, and maybe you see a cool product that you want to get some more data on? Well, while you're on those pages, you can actually use the Helium 10 Chrome extension, Demand Analyzer, to get instant data about what's happening on Amazon for those keywords on these other websites. Or maybe you want to then follow up and get an actual supplier quote from a company on Alibaba.com in order to see if you can get this product produced. You can do that also with the Helium 10 Demand Analyzer. Both of these are part of the Helium 10 Chrome extension, which you can download for free at h10.me forward slash extension. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And first off, let me just apologize because I did what I hate other people to do, uh, which is do like some clickbaity uh, title here for this podcast. I'm not sure how you landed on this, but you might have seen I put there like can't trust Amazon data. But if you notice, I put those in quotation marks because those are not my words. But the reason why I did something uh, so cringe with such a terrible title is because I wanted to get people's attention. You know, um, did want you guys to stop the scroll because I do think this is a super, super, super important episode. One of the most maybe important ones. Um, I've done this is I'm um, going over stuff that uh, it took me like over a month to compile. I did like some case studies uh, to really do a deep dive into the state of what search volume is nowadays and also what's going on with uh, these Amazon data points and and, um, you know, how to explain the contradictions, you know, between them. So I think you guys are going to get tons and tons of value. Now, first of all, the the reason why that quote was in quotations like you can't trust Amazon data. If you guys remember a couple of weeks ago on the weekly buzz, you know, we were talking about different news stories, you know, such as Amazon's holiday ad glitch cost, uh, cost add up, you know, where uh, it turned out that Amazon was showing the wrong PPC data. So people were overspending, underspending and, and people got kind of, you know, messed up because of that. And then, uh, you know, later on in Facebook, you would see posts like, like here's one from, uh, I'm showing on the screen here from Cara was saying, Hey, I got this, um, in my Amazon app, this reporting error for business reports and the manage orders page. So a lot of people were, you know, lately have been, have been, yes, have been seeing some discrepancies on Amazon numbers and, um, you know, that just happens. You know, that doesn't mean you can't trust Amazon data. And that's what people were saying. Oh, I can't trust Amazon data. I mean, at the end of the day, Amazon, you know, fixes whatever issues, you know, it doesn't matter how big or small of a company you are. Data is not going to be perfect. Computers break down, algorithms break, whatever cases are, but you know, whether it's Helium 10, whether it's Amazon itself, whether it's a smaller company, every, everybody gets, you know, things in order. So this is not like something to like panic over, you know, or, or have conspiracy theories that Amazon's going to hide sales from you or, or give you a bunch of fake clicks and, you know, charge you when you're not supposed to be charged and things like that. Things could happen, you know, here and there, but Amazon usually, you know, corrects itself just like it's doing in that 
ads um, situation. Now today, like I said, we're gonna do a little deep dive into search volume. Uh, we're gonna talk about how it differs, like you know, with search query performance dashboard, with your brand analytics and product opportunity explorer. And and the bottom line at the end of the day is you need to know what data you can trust. You know, so can you trust Amazon data? You know, can you trust Helium 10? data. And not just that, you know, when there are so many different metrics and analytics out there, you've got tools and you've got Amazon giving you data, you know, if you can trust it all, first of all, can you trust it all? And then if the answer is yes, well, how do I deal with this information overload? You know, like which one do I act on? You know, like I got this thing telling me this search volume, I got this thing telling me this dashboard and analytics part. How do I put all of this together and at the end of the day, use this data to increase my sales on Amazon. That's what we all want to do, right? And so that's what we're really going to be going over today. All right. Now, first of all, let's talk search volume, right? This is probably one of the most important metrics when you're doing research, whether it's product research, keyword research. But what is search volume? Why is it important? So when we're talking, you know, in the Amazon world, you know, I think this is kind of a word that regardless of what you're talking about, whether it's Google or other things, it kind of means the same thing. But let's just talk specifically about the Amazon ecosystem when we use the word uh, search volume. It basically means, hey, the, the velocity of how many times people are searching for a certain keyword. And usually, historically, we're talking about this in the monthly kind of context. Like, hey, this is about how many times uh, customers have typed in this certain search volume in the last 30 days, in the last month, you know, monthly, historically, whatever the case may be, usually... Um, it's monthly. Now, you know, for those who don't know, years ago, uh, you know, Amazon used to make that data point public. Uh, it, it would tell you the, you know, search volume, the kind of like 30-day search volume. Now, the interesting thing was that it wasn't like exact number of searches for the previous 30 days. It was kind of strange the way that Amazon, you know, displayed it, but hey, it worked. I mean, this was something that Amazon was giving out, you know, no other platform that I know of, even to this date, you know, uh, was exposing that information, you know, to, to its sellers, you know, you could, it was literally telling you, um, Hey, here's the estimated search volume velocity based on what was going on for the last week. So that's why it was kind of weird for some people. So this search volume was the monthly search volume, but every week it would change and you couldn't like add the numbers up. Like, like it wouldn't make any sense. Like theoretically speaking, like if, if you started counting search volume on day one, and then you had a, a monthly search volume for one week, two, week one, week two, week three, week four. Well, you should be able to add some of those up and that should have equaled the full, you know, like month, right? And it, it didn't, in other words. And so, you know, it was determined that, hey, th this is obviously kind of a more like a velocity. Like, so based on what's happening this week, this would be kind of like the projected monthly search volume if things kept going as is. All right. So that's why the numbers kind of look weird, but hey. At the end of the day, it, it was cool. It was usable, all right? So that brings me to the next question. Why do we even care about search volume? And then why was that number, even though it's not an exact number, why was that usable? Why does it continue to be usable? Well, the reason why we want search volume is we want to prioritize keywords. There are millions, tens of millions of keywords on Amazon. Not everyone relates to your listing, but there could be hundreds. There could be thousands of potentially relevant keywords to your listing. You do not have room 
for hundreds of thousands or thousands of different keywords to, to put them one by one. So when you optimize your listing for the Amazon algorithm, you have to prioritize uh, for the keyword phrases, first of all, that have the potential to bring you the most sales, all right? The highly relevant keywords that are going to bring you the most sales. And you want to get those in phrase form in your listing, especially in your title, right? So again, since you can't put 300 keywords in phrase form, you might only have 10 or 15 keywords that you have room to really optimize your listing around. And so the way that you would prioritize that, obviously, number one is relevancy, right? If I have an egg tray and there's a keyword, you know, um, let's say, you know, egg tray is a keyword, that's obviously super, super relevant. Now, you could have a keyword such as, you know, boho decor, which maybe you want to be indexed for, but it's not as relevant. It's not as uh, high of a potential to bring you a sale if somebody searches that and sees your product as it is for wooden egg tray or egg tray if your product is an egg tray, all right? So you could have up to 100, though, maybe super, super relevant keywords to your product. Again, I say it because this is important to understand. You can't put all of them in your listing and phrase form. You can't optimize around 100 different keywords. So the way that sellers prioritize which ones they are going to really focus on usually is by search volume, you know, because search volume sometimes is indicative of how many potential sales it can bring you, right? If 10,000 people search uh, for a highly relevant phrase and another equally relevant phrase only has 50 search volume, well, obviously the one that has 10,000 searches is going to give you more sales than that one that only has 50. Hope that makes sense. All right. Okay. Let's start going into Amazon data points. The first one I'm going to be talking about is the product opportunity explorer and spoiler alert. This is the one that I, I don't want to say dislike, but let's just say like the least out of the Amazon data points and even comparing to helium 10. All right. And, and let me explain why let's go ahead and hop right into it. For those of you who um, are watching this on YouTube, you can follow along if you're watching or if you're just listening to this in your car or something, I'll try and describe it. But product opportunity explorer is available for everybody. Um, who are Amazon sellers, even those who do not have brand registry. Now, the way it works, it doesn't, first of all, the first thing is, is that it has a very limited number of keywords, like very, very small number compared to the millions of keywords that Amazon has. There's only a small number of keywords that actually has data. But for example, let me type in, as you can see here, coffin shelf. Now, how this works is it works by niche, all right? And then it tells you the search volume of the whole niche. So, so, so it says, first of all, the search volume, again, that's what we're talking about here, 85,000 for coffin shelf. And what that is, is it refers to the last 360 days and it's not for the keyword coffin shelf. What it means is all of the keywords that are in the coffin shelf niche. All right. Now, now, first of all, this just, this is just kind of a little bit strange because if you see here, it says 85,000 search volume, like, like I said, but if I were to add up all of the search terms in this niche uh, right here, it says coffin shelf by itself has 53,000, coffin bookshelves has 15,000. But first of all, these numbers, which also says 360 days, does not even add up to this number that it says here is the 360 days. So that's the first reason that I'm kind of like, ah, I don't really um, want to you know use this too much if I have something better but it still gives some some good information for those of you who don't have brand registry don't have helium 10 you have absolutely no way to see how many times people are searching a niche this is going to be good but here this niche according to 
Opportunity Explorer is made up of about what like seven keywords here, including coffin shelf. All right. So uh, the, what I like about this is that I can actually see here um, the conversion rate the last 30, uh, 360 days. All right. This kind of sucks because conversion rates change throughout the year. So, um, you know, like I'm sure it's different around Halloween time or something, but at least this is information. This is how, you know, literally from this product, Opportunity Explorer, this is how I launched the coffin bookshelf. And as you can see, our product right here is the number one selling coffin bookshelf. And the reason I discovered that niche was looking at product opportunity explorer. So again, I'm not trying to bag on product opportunity explorer here, but I like it more for product research as opposed to um, keyword research. Now here, if I actually click on the product, this is kind of cool. Like uh, our project X coffin shelf showed up here. I can actually dive in and, and, and see some more information. Like I could see the, the history of the clicks and reviews. Now, again, here's another reason why I'm kind of like, I'm not sure about this because like, for example, right here, it says that last week we had 900 clicks overall for this product, All right? Right here, it says 900 clicks the last week for this product last seven days. But if I go over to the search career performance that we're going to be talking about later, and um, this product, like if you see the entire number of clicks, the number one click was 187 and then there's 13, nine, like it, it, it only adds up to like maybe 275 clicks. So I, I again, I, this is just like, since there's not that much documentation on what this is, like I'm not even gonna look at this because how in the world can this be 900 clicks? But in product er, in search tree performance, it's 275. As you guys are going to, I'm going to show you in a little bit, search career performance now has crazy amounts of documentation to really let us know what it's talking about. So uh, I'm going to go with the uh, search career performance um, on this. Now, the other thing in product opportunity explorer I like doing is clicking on trends. All right. So if I click on trends, uh, this is showing me a chart of, um, the search volume of all of the keywords in this coffin shelf niche. Like I said, it was like eight or nine keywords and it's showing it. But again, the reason why I really don't like to use this as gospel is remember, it's showing me 85,000 search volume total. But if I were actually to go week by week right here with, with the information on the same exact page, it's displaying to me, it, it, it kind of gets close to this 85,000 number, but it is, it is over this 85,000 number. So it's really strange, like how in the world I'm on the same page and it's 360 days data where this search volume uh, changes over uh, over time, all right? So th this is why I do not like using Product Opportunity Explorer in order to kind of like gauge a search volume because there's just a lot of inconsistencies. But again, if you don't have brand registry, you don't have Helium 10, you don't have another tool, you're kind of stuck with this. It's and it is better than nothing. All right. Um, hopefully the the niche you're looking for is in here. But um, again, for the majority of you, I'm hoping that you guys either use Helium 10 or you have brand registry, and then you're going to understand why it's better to use these other tools for search volume. All right. Let's go into brand analytics now. Again, you have to have brand registry, a registered brand, uh, in order to use this. And this before was my favorite. Uh, this was before my favorite part of Amazon analytics was brand analytics. And I'm going to give you a spoiler alert at the end because of this case study I did is no longer my favorite for some things. Like it's not as great as it used to be, but 
it still is amazing and there are some things which I absolutely love it for. So let me explain how brand analytics works briefly. If, if you guys already know, you know, still stick around. This, this will still be good. The reason why I used to love Amazon brand analytics, and I still do, um, was that it gives you up to like 2 million, and now it's up to 3 million of the top keywords that are searched every single day or every single week. So the, that's a cool thing. You, you can look at it on a daily basis, a weekly basis, a monthly basis, or a quarterly basis to see uh, which are the top keywords. And this search frequency rank, this basically means, think of this as like search volume. So the the number one most searched or the search frequency rank number one, uh, for example, in, in, in December here was women's gift for Christmas, all right? That means, let's just say this was searched 3 million times. Well, this second one, men's stocking stuffers, his search frequency rank of two, well, you know, maybe it's, you know, searched for 2,900,000 times, all right? So it, it ranks all of the two or 3 million keywords in order of how many times it gets searched, all right? So this is really cool. You can look up any keyword. It can be about any part of you know, Amazon, it doesn't have to be related to your niche. All right. So even if you don't have a product, as long as you have brand registry, you can do some research with this to kind of see, you know, uh, how often something is being searched for in relation to other uh, keywords and also what were some of the top three clicked products for it. Now, uh, the new kid on the block, uh, you know, we, we did a deep dive into this and it keeps getting better and better is called search query performance, all right? Now, this is a little bit different, search query performance, uh, because this, uh, it still has to do with only if you have brand registry, um, but now it only is about products that you are selling. Like, you have to be actively selling a brand for this to populate, and you're only gonna see keywords related to the brand or products that you are selling. So, for example, I'm looking here at the brand Manny's Mysterious Oddities, and it's giving me like, um, looks like, you know, almost a thousand keywords that, uh, brought me the most traffic using Amazon's algorithm. It, it kind of takes in consideration impressions and clicks and add to carts and things, but way, way more detailed than brand analytics as far as telling me what's going on with my own product. And, and it gives us a lot of, uh, different data. This is something that's new, like in the last couple of months, uh, Amazon has really opened up to tell you exactly what it is referring to. All right. So like, for example, it's telling here that the search query score, this orders the queries from top performance to least performance. We share the top 100 scored queries. Now this is much more than just the uh, product opportunity explorer, because look at this, when we're talking about search volume, it's telling me the number of times it was searched again, either quarterly or you know weekly or monthly. Now, again, do you remember what that uh, product opportunity explorer said for coffin shelf for one year? It said 55,000 searches, right? Look at this for just three months. Product or, or search tree performance is saying coffin shelf had 65,000 searches. So basically it's saying that it had more searches in three months than product opportunity explorer is saying that happened in the whole year. Now, something, to, to note about how search queries uh, volume is, is kind of calculated inside of the search query performance. It says here, 
We include all queries issued within a day. For example, if the same query, I'm quoting from Amazon, by the way, if the same query is issued by the same customer session in a 24-hour time period more than once, we will include all of those instances in the total query volume. Also, clicking on the next page of search results will increment search volume. So I'm going to show you kind of like I played around with this to try and you know determine what was considered by search query performance and what's not. But in a nutshell, the difference between this uh, is that it's uh, it's denormalized. All right, a lot of the other Amazon tools, such as Brand Analytics, are like normalized, meaning that let's say I search in the morning for coffin shelf, and then I go to page two, I go to page three, I go to page four. Uh, 12 hours later, I go back and I search coffin shelf. I click back. I click another product. I click back. In brand analytics and perhaps other Amazon tools, including like Helium 10, this all counts as only one search, right? Now, in search query performance, this is counted all of those times. Like all those things I said, it might be 11 searches, you know, potentially. So again, um, guys, it, the, the search volume is like way higher than you're going to see anywhere else because it's counting these things over and over again that maybe some other tools, even inside of Amazon, is not counting. Now, Helium 10. You know, Helium 10 has the most historic data for search volume of any tool out there. And we were actively getting um, that search volume number from Amazon for years uh, when it was being open. So that's why we have the most data. And what, what happened when Amazon closed it is we, you know, since we had all that historical data, we were able to develop an algorithm, you know, using new data points plus using what we knew how Amazon's algorithm worked in order to estimate search volume, even though Amazon did not have that data point open. So the way that Helium 10 search volume works is different than what, than anything we've talked about so far, other than the original old Amazon. So the way that Helium 10 calculates search volume is the same that the old Amazon algorithm used to do it that was public, but it's different than Product Opportunity Explorer, it's different than Brand Analytics, and it's different than search query performance. So for example, like for example, let's say I would enter in garlic press inside of Helium 10. I could see that it says a search volume of 75,000. This basically means that it doesn't mean that there's been exactly 75,000 searches in the last 30 days, but based on last week's velocity of searches, then this is kind of like the monthly sales velocity of what it would be, 75,000. Again, going by the old way that Amazon used to calculate it. And then so going week by week, I could see that this number changes. Uh, you know, we see here 91,000, 85,000, 65,000, 75,000, et cetera. So that's how uh, Helium 10 calculates search volume. So when you see a number in Magnet and Cerebro or anywhere else, this is again, the estimated monthly search volume. And every week, this number is gonna change based on what is happening the previous week on Amazon. Now there's only there's only kind of like one other competitor um, out there, um, you know that's on the map. Kind of the the number I think the consensus number two out there is definitely Jungle Scout. Now how they calculate search volume, um, you know I don't I I obviously don't work there like I work at Helium Ten. I can't tell you exactly how they're doing it, but you see a similar number here. Like for Garlic Press over there, it was like eighty eight thousand. I think in Helium Ten it said seventy something thousand. Um, now the part that I can't understand though is like you saw how we had the you know, we, we had the weekly historical data here. Well, it looks like Jungle Scout has something similar, but as you see here, it said 88,000 in the last 30 days, but then they, they actually go week by week. And now the weird thing is, if I would add this up, like 
20,000 is the first week, and then it says 15,000 the, the, the previous week, 13,000, and then 16,000. So if you add all of this up, it's like barely even half of 88,000. So how, um, you know, Jungle Scout adds this up, I'm not sure. You know, is this a sign that it's probably kind of inaccurate if if the numbers don't even add up, kind of like the Product Opportunity Explorer? Could be, but again, I don't, I checked all their videos to try and figure out how in the world, why this number doesn't match up. But, um, you know, I, I couldn't find it. Uh, but but in a nutshell, the number is very similar to Helium 10. As I'm going to show you, throughout across the board, all of the numbers are usable almost, whether you're, you know, using Helium 10, Jungle Scout, Product Opportunity Explorer, you know, Search Crew Performance. I'm going to show you that in action, you're almost always going to end up with the same kind of decision no matter which tool you're using. So I'm not trying to like, you know, pee on, on jungle down jungle scouts leg or something. But you know, if you're trying to look at more accuracy, obviously helium 10 is more accurate. Now, the reason why I think, uh, you know, using tools like helium 10 or jungle scout is a little bit more advantageous than for example, search query performance is because I can look up any keyword. It doesn't have to be even related to my brand. You know, uh, I could, I might be wanting to, you know, like first we were selling coffin shelves and then we were going to sell egg trays later. Right? Well, if I only was using search tree performance, I would not have been able to do any kind of keyword research for egg trays because the only thing that I was going to get data on search tree performance would be coffin shelves, right? But if I was using Helium 10, if I was using a tool like Jungle Scout, I, I could do keyword research and look at search volumes of any niche. So that's a one advantage of using Helium 10. Uh, it's also advantage similar of using brand analytics, which again, allows me to look up any keyword. All right, now the first case study uh, I did was, what I did was I just did like a, a random experiment where like, hey, let's say I was re-optimizing my coffin shelf listing and I really wanted to get more relevant for goth and gothic related keywords. And I came up with a list of five keywords that to me were the most searched, right? Based on whichever one I looked at first, and I don't even remember what I looked at first, but I'm gonna show you how you can validate this. And, and then I'm like, okay, now, which, how do I prioritize these five goth or gothic related keywords so I know which one to put in my title? So what I did was I went in, I checked uh, the search frequency rank in brand analytics, see what Amazon said was the most searched to the least search. I checked uh, search query performance, search volume to see which was the most searched to the least search. I check Helium 10 and I check Jungle Scout, all right? Now check this out, this is pretty cool. Again, this was just a complete random thing. I'm not trying to rig anything. This was literally the very first five words that I tried. Uh, the keywords that I chose were goth, gothic decor, gothic home decor, gothic, and goth decor. This is a very realistic situation here because you literally can make decisions like this for your Amazon listing, right? So. Uh, if you notice, what I did was I made this chart. And again, you, you guys can watch this on YouTube later. Uh, I'm showing this on my screen here, the exact search I did, where I can see I put in the brand analytics search frequency rank. And based on that, it had uh, it rank one through five. And then I put the search query performance search volume. And I put the Helium 10 search volume. Now, let me just throw something out. You'll notice the search query performance search volume is actually very similar to the Helium 10 number. But let me tell you, the Helium 10 number is actually monthly search volume, just like I told you before. 
this search query performance is a week. So, you know, some people might say, oh my goodness, Helium 10 is like 400% off. But again, search query performance is not, is denormalized results. Like it's taking, it's almost taking, I can see across the board, it's almost like 4X the normalized number of searches. All right. Now, regardless of which one you like, like let's say you you want, oh, I only want to look at normalized search results or I only want to look at search volume that's denormalized. Regardless, check this out because, you know, Helium 10 is doing it one way. Search group performance is doing it another way. But look at the results. The, the, uh, the rank of which is searched the most at least is identical from Helium 10 to these others. And actually, Jungle Scout is 100% identical. If you look at the rank of what it ranked it, all four of these data points, brand analytics, search query performance, Helium 10, Jungle Scout, you would have made the exact same decision, even though all of these numbers are different. But what's not different is the order, which is at the end of the day, what is important, which is also why I like brand analytics, because it kind of simplifies things and just tells me the order of the rank of what is search more. Now, here's something interesting. And this is why it's important to look at this on a week-to-week -week basis. And this is, again, why I'm not even considering Product Opportunity Explorer here is because Product Opportunity Explorer only shows me search volume in a full month's time frame, right? Take a look here, 1225 to 1231. This is one week before this first week of information that I was giving you. The order changed, all right? Before the least searched keyword was Gothic home decor in this list, or I'm sorry, the, the, the least searched keyword was goth decor, but now Gothic home decor was the least. But yet again, this is a completely different week. I pulled all of the information from all four tools. Every single one was I again, identical. So again, like I said, I don't know how jungle scouts algorithm is working, but whatever it is, it, it came out to write the same as helium 10 it came out to the same as search tree performance it came out to the same as brand analytics so this is at the end of the day important now some of you might say oh you know i, I want to know the exact number but but guys really it's not that important and the fact of the matter is there is no exact number you have no idea what is the quote unquote real number you can't even say it's the amazon data because amazon itself shows three different search volumes for the same exact keyword in the same exact time. So you can't just say, oh, one is more right than the other. You've gotta pick which one that you're gonna go with as your standard, and then you can compare data. But here, in this case, it doesn't matter which one you would have picked, whether it's Helium 10, whether it's Search Query Performance, whether it's Brand Analytics, everything lines up. Now, it's not always like that. It's not, I'm gonna show you another case study I did where it kind of deviates sometime, but at the end of the day, don't be so worried about the number because remember, at the end of the day, what you're trying to do is you're trying to prioritize. And unless something is way off, like by a factor of like five or six, you know, the the order is going to be the correct order and that you'll be able to properly prioritize your keywords. Now, the next case study that I did analyzing keywords. Again, I tried to do real life, you know, scenarios. Okay. So what I did was I actually went into search query performance and I took the top one, uh, 200 or 198 keywords that Amazon was relating to one of the Manny's Mysterious Oddities products. Uh, I don't remember exactly uh, which one it was. Um, it, it could have been the coffin shelf. I don't even know. It's not important. I just copied those numbers. And then again, I went looking at brand analytics, 
uh, I went comparing it to Helium 10 search volume. I compared it to the search query performance that I took it from, the search volume there, and then I also compared it to uh, Jungle Scout. And for me, again, I personally, I like the normalized results, all right, because that's a little bit better of an apples-to-apples comparison for me when it's normalized because, like, for example, I don't search things like 17 times in one day. Uh, you know, I know other people do, um, but I'd rather look at the kind of, you know, way that I search as opposed to to these people who are so indecisive. So that's why I like looking at the normalized number that Brand Analytics uh, is showing. And, and so what I did was I actually took all of those keywords, all right? This took me forever to do, 198 keywords, home decor, floating shelves, bookshelf, et cetera, et cetera. I took brand analytics, search frequency rank. I put the Helium 10 search volume. I did the search query performance search volume and I did Jungle Scout just, just for kicks and giggles to kind of like see. And as you can see, again, all of the numbers are like way all over the place, but how did it, like let, let's say you're like me and you kind of want to use the brand analytics search frequency rank as kind of like your standard as far as what is searched the most to the least. Helium 10 out of those 198, we had it in the right order. 94.9% of them were right in line. It wasn't 100%, but 94.9% was right in line with search query performance. Uh, Jungle Scout was only 56%, right? But it's again, I'm not trying to like, you know, throw them under the bus or something. You know, they're the ones who are always trying to say, oh, we're like, you know, 3.7% more accurate, but, you know, this is a pretty big number. But at the end, don't get me wrong, guys. Don't get me wrong. Again, not trying to throw under the bus. The point is you still probably in most of these situations would have made a similar decision. But but for all those who like to try and make this some kind of war of which one is more accurate, it's clear that Helium 10 is more accurate. But if you're out there and you're using Jungle Scout, I'll tell you right now, you, you're probably going to be okay. You are not going to make like a terrible decision because Jungle Scout is like so far, so far off. The, the order uh, is fairly similar. All right. So even though like 40 something percent of the time it was off, but not by so much where it would have like caused you harm or something. But I was very proud of that 94.9%. And th 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 what I love about this, this is something that you guys can check yourself. All right. Th this is not, oh, I don't know if I can trust that Bradley did some kind of like um, test where, where he maybe he tried to manipulate the results to make Helium 10 look like it's the most uh, accurate. No, this is like directly from, from search career performance. So uh, go do it to your own. Go take your top 200 most, um, uh, most search keywords from search career performance. And then it's going to take you some time, but you can do this exact same test I did. Uh, and then also compare it to Helium 10. You'll see how accurate um, it is. But so that was the, that was the next uh, test I did to see, all right, how does Helium 10 search volume stack up with brand analytics? All right, guys, I'm actually going to have to cut this episode off because we're going too long and there's just too much good stuff. I don't want you guys have to listen to this for a full hour. So we're going to come back and then we're going to finish this off. Uh, I got some crazy, crazy stats and stuff that you've probably never seen before uh, showing what exactly search query performance is looking at and like how I tested it to try and break it. So make sure to come back to the next episode for uh, the second part in this series.